That's a tough one right there. You know, when you see people who lived it at 14 and they live it at 29, it's special. And he's special. And that's what James is talking about today. So if you got your Bibles, James chapter three, would y'all stand with me in honor of reading God's word together? James chapter three. Remember this early group of believers have pulled themselves out of the, the, the historical Judaism they've grown up in. They've set themselves apart and said, I believe Jesus is the completion. He is the Messiah. And now they're going out into the world, just like you go out in the world. We don't stay at North Star all week. I don't call you here to class all week. You get out, we leave here on Sundays, and we go into law firms, and we go into real estate offices, and we go into classrooms, and we go into locker rooms, we go into houses all over our community. And James says, if we're gonna do this, We've got to have a living faith, not just a living wisdom that James 1 and 2 were about. There's a wisdom that we have in these relationships. Listen to what he says in verse 13. If you are wise and you understand God's ways, technically he was sort of applying to a teacher like he did at the beginning of chapter 3, a, a rabbi, a teacher, a scribe. Here's what he said. Prove it. Prove it by living an honorable life. Your words and your life should match. Your life should not be something that a person that knows you one way meets a person that knows you another way and it doesn't sound like the same person. Your life should be honorable. Doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. Talk about that in a second. But if you're bitterly jealous, there's selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Basically what he's saying is, that wisdom that's a get-ahead wisdom, it's only of this world. And we're gonna talk about what that means. It's all about you. It's all about this world. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every disorder and evil of every kind. So if there is selfishness and there is selfish ambition, you can look around and see the seeds of discord everywhere. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others, it's full of mercy, the fruit of good deeds, and it shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Take a second before you're seated. Turn around and introduce yourself. Somebody around, around you say hey to them and we're gonna dive in and get going. I want you to write down two things and we're gonna dive in our notes, ready? First thing I want you to write down. How I live matters. How I live matters. Not what I say, how I live matters. That's what James was trying to tell this early group of believers. What you do when we're not together 
has ramifications. How I live matters. Second thing I want you to write down, there is wisdom for how I live. Every week, we just talked about living sent. You, you leave here, we send you out into this community. And as we go out in this community, we're either pointing people towards the Lord or away from the Lord with how we live. Does that make sense to everybody? So as you leave here, you're either going, you're, you're pointing people towards Christ or away from Christ. So a couple things I want you to write down today. Number one, the principle. I will get out of a relationships what I put into relationships. I will give out what I put in. So back during this time, you see a lot of stories Jesus would tell, and Jesus didn't write James, but they refer to farmers a lot. A farmer would carry a seed bag. They would carry it over their shoulder and they would throw seed everywhere they would go. And the seed was gonna bring a crop. So what James is saying is, as you plant this seed, you are gonna reap what you sow. So every day, every conversation, every moment, you're sowing some kind of seed. You're sowing it with your children, you're sowing it with your spouse, you're sowing it, with, sowing it with your friends. You're sowing it with your family. You're sowing it in the locker room. You're sowing it in the chair when somebody's getting their hair done. All the time, we're sowing seed, right? So look, look at what he says. For wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there you'll find every disorder and, every, and evil of every kind. So if you are sowing seeds of jealousy and selfish ambition, which means whatever's rights, what's gonna get me ahead, whatever's rights, what I need, you can just know you're gonna find disorder and evil of every kind. You can find it in locker rooms, Every coach in this room will tell you, if you get a couple kids, and it really only takes one that's all about themselves, they can disrupt an entire team. You can take a family unit around a table. And if there's anybody that's in it for them and not for others, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get out of it what you put into it. It's the craziest deal. This isn't rocket science, it's not, we're just planting seeds every day. I'm planting a seed. If it's selfishness and it's about me, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna get out of it. Everything around me is gonna be discord. Because it's all about, that's why kids struggle so they'll leave high school baseball, which is about a team, go to college baseball, which is about a team, then they get in the minor leagues. Well, the minor leagues, they'll tell you, is all about getting to the pros and it ain't about a team anymore. It's about getting there. So I'll run over whoever I've got to to get there. But James says it doesn't have to be bad seed. You can plant good seed. Look at what he says in verse 18. And those who are, what's the next word? They're peacemakers. They plant seeds of peace. And they reap a harvest of righteousness. You could sit down with a family unit 
Spend five minutes with them and I could tell you what kind of seeds are sown in that home. Are they seeds of peace? Or are they seeds of discord? And usually it's gonna happen around a dinner table. See, the question of my life isn't who I am on Sundays. I'm paid to be nice to you on Sundays, all right? And so I'm not gonna walk up and be rude and, and say rude things. Hopefully I'm not. If I ever do that, that'd be really bad. So hopefully I'm not gonna do that. Really the question is gonna be, and what kind of seeds was I sowing at home Monday to Saturday? Because you're gonna reap what you what? This is, this is the principle of the harvest. If I'm sowing discord, selfish ambition, guess what? I'm gonna have discord and selfish ambition. If I'm sowing seeds, I'm a peacemaker, and I'm sowing those seeds, I'm gonna reap those rewards. And I'm telling you, it's true in business, it's true on teams, it's true in families, this is true in life. I'm gonna get out of relationships what I put into relationships. I was talking to a pastor of a great church in, uh, out in the Colorado Springs area, and I said, what's the number one thing that will make somebody a success on your staff? And they're a great, great church. And he said, if they'll just be nice. It's amazing how far nice things can take you. And what just being nice does to a whole moment. Number two, the reality. Healthy relationships are not built in a moment, they're built over time. Healthy relationships are not built in a moment. We want a quick fix. We want to change it because we need to change now. Healthy relationships can begin in a moment, but they're built over time. You may look at it today and go, man, Mike, I am a sower of discord. Like, I am that person, that is what I do. I wanna change that, awesome, you can. You can start throwing new seeds, but don't think the harvest is gonna come because you planted your first seed this morning. Does that make sense to everybody? And I think the frustration for us in life is, is like, Mike, I'm doing all the right things and nothing good's happened. Why, I know. You just started sowing the seed. A farmer didn't get up that morning and go put a seed in the field and go, well, I'm gonna have watermelons tonight because I put the seed down this morning. They knew it was gonna take water. It was gonna take cultivation. It was gonna take time. It was gonna take effort. It was going to take energy. Listen to me. James says to these people, you aren't going to just do good things one time and it matter. It's going to be done over a series of times. Listen to what he says in verse 13. If you are wise and you understand God's ways, prove it, prove it by living a what kind of life? Doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. I wrote in my notes, an honorable life's when those that know you best love you most. It's easy to be loved by people who don't know you well. But when the people that know you best love you most, that's an honorable life. To have others stand and give you accolades that may just come in contact with you every now and again, that's fine. What James is saying is honorable wives come from doing the right thing, laying the right seed over a long period of time. And listen to me, and I want you to write this in your notes. 
That is where legacies happen. Legacies happen not from rich people. Legacies don't just come from people that knew all the right things. Listen, you could have every book on your shelf of how to plant good seeds. You could have been raised in a family that planted good seeds. You could have known how to do it, but unless you do it, it doesn't matter. If the seed stays in my bag, it doesn't do any good for a harvest. There was a gentleman, he does not attend here anymore, but he came for a long time. He came to know Christ in his late 50s. His kids were grown and none of them knew Jesus. But his dad, this dad in his late 50s and a granddad at this point began to sow good seeds while he was in his 60s. Kids were out of the house and every one of his children came to know Christ. It's never too late to start doing what's right. Just don't expect the harvest tomorrow. Does that make sense to everybody? We are, we are such an immediate generation. Most of you are gonna leave here and you're gonna go through a drive-thru and the drive-thru ain't gonna go fast enough for you. You know what I'm talking about? And so you're gonna be sitting there going, it's about time. I mean, I go, what are they doing back there? Working, all right? And so, but you don't wanna make your own food. And so, but it takes time, right? Everything good takes time. James says to this church, your legacy is gonna come from what you do right over a long period of time. Okay, Mike, what are the right things? And here's the crux of the morning. Paul would tell you, these are all fruits of the Spirit. These are all things that come from your daily walk with Jesus. So let's, let's write down what they are. What are the seeds I need to plant for healthy relationships? Act with the right motives towards them. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure and it's always sincere. Is it for them or is it for me? We are wired to plant seeds that benefit who? Ourselves. Show self-control around them. Reality is, if you go live for Jesus in this world, you're in the minority. Do you show self-control? It is also peace-loving, get this, and gentle at what times? So every law enforcement person you've got a few of them in the room today, will tell you they call it de-escalating. When things are escalating, they are taught to de-escalate. I am an escalator. Are any of y'all escalators? Like, I can take a non-threatening moment and make it threatening by my tone and my voice level. And I'm like, I'm just loud. And that just, I can't help it. Show self-control. Listen, they are trying to take Jesus into a lost world and he's saying, I'm telling you, you gotta look different than them. You've gotta, when they are out of control, you've gotta be under control. Peace-loving and gentle at all times. 
The seed of forgiveness. I've got to forgive them. Full of mercy. I've got to forgive them. This is what it meant in its text. With the same measure that God forgives me. Which is second by second. Forgive them. What would change in our relationships if forgiveness was the go-to, not vindictiveness? Well, I'm gonna get them back. Well, that's what the world would do. It's not what we're called to do. Well, Mike, I don't like that. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry. Not my idea. I didn't write this. I didn't get up this morning and go, hmm, I wonder what I should tell everybody today, all right? These are God's ideas. These are, these are things. Did Christ, could Jesus have been vindictive? Yes or no? When he was hanging on the cross, he was six feet up from the people right in front of him, saying all manner of evil, spitting on him. We forgive him. It's Christ-like. Serve them. Good deeds. It's not the fruit of what I think, it's the fruit of what I do. So let's take our family. Dads, do you serve them? Mike, I'm in charge, right? I'm, I'm the dad. How do, why should I serve my kids? Why should I serve my spouse? It's easy to do good deeds for people that appreciate it and people that are thankful. Sometimes we can do good deeds and nobody ever knows about them and they're not appreciated. So let's take our family, Ann and I. So we, our kids are grown. They're out on their own now. And it's just Ann and I at home. Let's say Ann's having a bad day and she's rude. And you're like, Ann, rude? All right, Ann's so nice. She's always sweet and she's always nice. That is true, but play along, all right? And so let's just pretend West Virginia lost a football game late. Happens every Saturday, all right? So let's just pretend they lost a football game late and she's wanting to burn a couch for another reason than a win, all right? And so, and I do something that's not reciprocated. Am I still gonna do it? Or am I only gonna do it when everybody's watching? So I can tell you a good story on Sunday. Does that make sense to everybody? So tonight we're gonna gather up and meet for my daughter, her husband's birthday. So we're all gathering up, meeting at a restaurant. I don't know, I'm sure it's expensive. It always is when Mary Michael picks it. And so we're gonna meet, we're gonna, we're gonna meet up somewhere, right? And I think they already have my credit card on file. I don't know how they have that. I'll get, they're just gonna bring me the bill at the end. It's gonna be crazy. And so we're gonna sit there tonight. Well, it's easy to be sweet to Mary Michael now because she's a grown adult living in Winder. It was not easy to serve our family when she was in middle school and had a tone. (laughs) Y'all know the tone? James is saying every seed matters, every moment matters. No, we didn't always sow good seed. 
were there moments that I sowed seeds of discord as a parent? 100%. I just prayed I, say, I sowed more good than bad. Does that make sense to everybody? You're not gonna sow perfect seed. So if you're a coach in the room, you're gonna get on a kid and you are gonna say something you didn't, you didn't mean to in that moment. The question is, do you go back and tell them later that you were sorry for how you handled that? That's the question. Does that make sense to everybody? So James is going, hey, we wanna move the gospel down the field. We wanna take the dark world that we're in and make it brighter. How you live and the seeds you sow are gonna matter. So it really doesn't matter what the person that sat next to you on Sunday morning said about you. What the question is, is the person that works next to you on Tuesday, what do they say about you? Listen to them. Willing to yield to others. One of my favorite things about people who sow good seeds is they have an ability to listen. Do you know what it means to not listen? Stubborn and obstinate. It's like somebody's trying to tell you their side of something and it's like you put your hands over your ears and go, la, 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 la. You know what I'm talking about? And we don't officially do that, but we shut it down. Somebody's trying to explain why and we just, nope, I've made my verdict. James is going, yeah, no, doesn't work like that. We gotta be willing to yield to others, to understand their point of view. Isn't it amazing how hard it is to hate somebody when you find out the shoes they've been walking in? You find out their story, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. And we value them. Show no favoritism without partiality or judgment. We treat them as a child of God. What would happen to us? And I, I'm done, because I'm over. What would happen to us if every time we locked eyes with somebody, we realized they're as valuable to God as we are? Hello. We forget. They just don't know the same Savior I know. They haven't been changed from the inside like I have. Let me tell you about me. On the inside, they ain't real good. Except for the transforming work of Christ on me continually. I'm a work in progress. Would you pray with me? I just feel in this moment, the words we need are the words of the Holy Spirit speaking into our lives. Would you just let him speak to you? and Speak over you? Some of us need to leave with new seeds in our bag today. Just let the Lord speak to you, would you?